In 2018, I actively started deconstructing my Christianity, my faith. The Christian religion in all its various forms is all I've ever really known. So I was born into the Lutheran church. I went to an Anglican school, all girls. <laughs> and when my mom became born again, when I was really, really young, I grew up evangelical. So this deconstruction, um, and I'm going to say this, and it might sound like an exaggeration, but this is exactly how it felt. This deconstruction of my faith almost killed me. It felt as though I was losing all that I had ever known, like my best friend in the whole entire world had died. I went through all of the cycles of grief. My world felt like it was crashing down around me and it triggered a set of anxiety attacks that had me believing that I would never be able to breathe again. I remember being at the office at the workplace that I worked at at the time and one of those panic attacks came upon me and I literally thought that I was in the process of taking my last breaths on this earth. So on that cheery note, <laughs> welcome to No More Fig Leaves. No More Fig Leaves is a podcast about vulnerability, shame, resilience, and speaking naked about the things that we have covered up for far too long. So new episodes are meant to drop every single Tuesday morning, but this is Wednesday and it's 8.32 a.m. Um, I just couldn't get myself to record yesterday. I really struggled with this one. I've been scared to openly talk about this particular topic, but I'm brave and here we are. And today we're talking deconstructing my faith. So I think the fear about recording this particular episode stems from number one, you know, when you enter the church, you are handed a brand new life. You are literally given a life in Christ. You are given this community. You are given what every single person walking this earth's surface desires the most and that is belonging you know we all want to belong to somebody to a family to a group of friends and the church gives you this community that you just belong to and it's really really hard to leave that and I understand why so many people struggle to question everything because of the potential of feeling like you're going to lose everything so deconstructing my faith. <laughs> um, when I first started talking to Christian friends about deconstructing my faith, um, there was a sense of, it's okay if you deconstruct, but make sure you come back. And that felt slightly controlling to me because I wanted to go and allow this to take me wherever it led me. You know, the church tried telling me what my deconstruction should look like, which just felt like further control, which is what I, what, I, what I experienced. I wanted to go out, question everything. I had a great willingness to be uncomfortable. And I found that, um, okay, so here's a story. The last church that I went to, uh, we had a workshop or like a course that the church's main pastor was offering. And he said something that really just I could not reconcile with. 
he said that God had placed him in authority above all of us. So if he tells us to do something, that we should do it and trust that because God has put him in this place, that what he says is what we should do. Sis had a problem here. I had a problem. So after that workshop was done, um, I asked to speak to the pastor and his wife. And we went into his office and I said, look, I'm human. You're human. I'm flawed. You're flawed. What if God tells you to tell me to do something? And as a flawed human, you get it wrong. Then then what? Like then by default, whatever you're telling me is wrong. And he goes, well, I just need to trust that what God has. And that is when I was like, you know what? Mm-mm, I'm done. Um, I That was 2018, late 2018. That was the last time I went to that church. Um, I've been back to churches, but that was the last time I was actively a member of any church um and even after leaving the pastor's wife would continue to send me the sunday sermons via audio note on on whatsapp and i was just in disbelief in the fact that i had left no one noticed that i was gone but yet i was still just being sent these messages via whatsapp you know it felt so impersonal and i felt so dehumanized by that experience And so, as brave as I am, I sent her a WhatsApp message and I said, could you please stop sending me the Sunday sermons? Um, um, And and, and I remember writing that, you know, my ideas and beliefs around the church, around God, around scripture have evolved. And as I tangle in this messy, uncomfortable, weird space of just trying to find out what is true for me I I would appreciate if I'd not get these sermons she read that (laughs) and blue ticked me I was left on blue ticked blue tick till this day uh, never never was I engaged even though I was able to uncomfortably, you know, to to take on that discomfort. I was more than happy to enter into dialogue with anyone, you know, about this. Uh, But I found that any dialogue that I entered into was always about winning me back to that side. So that was how I started deconstructing my faith and deconstructing for me, and it means something different to every single person who has deconstructed, um, was really just questioning everything. Um, I felt like I had been handed this religion, I had been handed this faith, and I never really questioned whether... Yeah, I never really questioned it. And with deconstruction, it literally sometimes feels like you are going through, you know, the stages of death and dying, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I went through all of those stages. Like first I was just in denial about everything that I was feeling and everything that was rising up in me. 
And then I was a little bit angry. I was angry at the church. Uh, I was angry at fellow Christians. You know, I was angry at God. <laughs> and then I started bargaining with God. And I was like, you know what? Just take away this curiosity. Take away this wonder. Take away all of this questioning. Then I hit depression. And um, I just felt this deep loss and this deep pain until finally acceptance washed over me. And I personally feel it's okay for me not to have all of the answers and to embrace the curiosity. Doubt was something that um, um, when I spoke to a Christian friend about everything that I was experiencing, she said, maybe you shouldn't speak about this out loud because your doubt may cause other Christians to stumble. And I felt guilty and ashamed, you know, in that conversation. But after I walked away, I was like, no, man. But if God is so big and he's so great and he's so good, me, little human with my doubt, can't really shake or destroy anyone else's faith. So here are a few things that I had to deconstruct from. Um, the first thing was purity culture. I was, I think, even before having reached teenage years, I was still a child. I went to a Christian summer camp here in, in, in Namibia, just between Vintuk and Okahanja. And at the end of this camp, um, it was a couple of days, it was a Christian camp, obviously. We had to, we were given this paper that said that we would pledge our virginity to, to, to Jesus basically, and that um, by signing this paper, we would live a life of purity, that we would basically keep ourselves for our husbands, and, um, and we signed that, and we had to put it onto a cross, and throughout my church life, I went to a lot of church conferences about, you know, waiting until you're married, and finding love that lasts, and, and I feel that purity culture really I had this inability to know how to behave around people of the opposite sex or anyone that I was attracted to and not being able to trust my own body and how it felt and these really pure very real you know emotion like you know feelings that would arise as as a woman as a feeling warm bodied person and when they would arise you know I would feel shame and um my feeling right now and my stance is that you know purity culture is such a product of patriarchy it made me first of all believe that I needed to be small modest submitted um, and not cause my brothers to stumble by you know wearing the wrong thing um and 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 it, it feels like such a product of of patriarchy because it denies everything about me that is sensual and wild and free so purity purity culture is something that i really had to to deconstruct from the other thing that i had to deconstruct from <laughs> oh, my voice is shaking as i'm doing this is this aspect of embracing only what is light about me and killing what is dark about me. If you listened to last week's episode, I spoke about the shadow 
and how um, for the longest time I lived this fractured existence because I exaggerated everything that I believed that the world approved of about me. You know, the aspects of myself such as joy and peace and 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 I repressed and cast into the shadow all of the parts of me that I felt that the world would not approve of. And this was stuff like my sadness, my anger, my loneliness, anxiety, you know, all of those things. And and it's in the same light. And I feel that religion really perpetuated that fracturing of self, feeling like I'm two different people living two different lives. You know, you, you'd constantly be told that God loves a cheerful giver. And there was this constant emphasis on what is light, humility, meekness, cheer, being of good cheer. And um, feeling guilty about everything in me that wasn't that. And now I realize that I don't need to be ashamed about any parts of me, that all of me I am able to acknowledge and um, integrate into myself and feel less fractured. The other thing I had to deconstruct from was my doubt. You know, um, that my doubt was beautiful and that my curiosity and my questioning was absolutely beautiful. And I, I, I noted that when I did, I tweeted once about, you know, just deconstructing my faith and, and all of this doubt that I had, I had a lot of Christians DM me because they really just didn't want to be seen engaging in this topic on a public platform or a public stage. And I realized that it's not God that was triggered or uncomfortable or afraid of my doubt. It was Christians because it triggered something within themselves. And by not being able to be curious about this doubt um, or being told not to be curious about this doubt, it taught me to not trust my own intuition, my own gut and my own voice. And constantly being told that your heart is deceitful above all else. I'm like, no, my heart is beautiful. And everything that arises from it is beautiful. And it doesn't always have to look like cheer and joy. It can look like sadness. It can look like anger. You know, it's what I do with these, with these things that matter. And so I was constantly fighting myself and not anymore. I've embraced my doubt and understood that my doubt is not bad. The other thing I deconstructed from is this otherism, you know, that every single person who wasn't Christian, who didn't believe the way I believed, who didn't think the way that I thought, that these people were lost souls and sinners that just needed to be evangelized, that needed to be won over. And it created this us versus them um, and it really limited my worldview. It completely limited my worldview because if somebody was Buddhist or Muslim or New Age or whatever it is, or atheist, um, I would always l engage them and be around them from a very limited stance because you are told, first of all, to, you know, do not be unequally yoked, but 
it just limits you because you're looking at this person from these Christian colored glasses and what you're seeing before you is a sinner but now I get to engage with people as humans and it's restored my sense of humanity and looking at people as as humans um I don't know if you can tell but my voice has been shaking throughout this entire recording <laughs> um it has been years of deconstructing it's been years of fighting myself to free myself it's been years of feeling guilty and ashamed it's been years of feeling like god is about to strike me with thunder because i doubt because i wonder and I don't think I'm on the other end of my deconstruction. I don't. I don't know how long it's going to take and I don't know what it's going to look like and I will not be told by anyone what it needs to look like. But this is where I'm at now. My world is bigger and it's unlimited because I'm able to learn from anyone regardless of their religious religion regardless of their culture regardless of their tribe regardless of their sexuality i'm not afraid of somebody who doesn't look like me or think like me and i can learn as a result i am more courageous i'm more confident and i'm a lot more happy because i'm not afraid and i don't feel so guilty all of the time or scared to misstep you know in case i do something that displeases god i feel i'm not controlled and i belong to myself and that is absolutely freeing i understand and this is where my stance is right now is that we all come from this great source of unconditional love and that we will all return there and that my journey here is one of remembering that that I am born of love and that's my religion unconditional unashamed free abundant love and I'm happy that this is where I'm at right now because my world as a result is bigger it's a lot more beautiful it's a lot more inclusive and i don't know where i'll be tomorrow <laughs> and I'll, i don't know where i'll be a year from now but i hope that i'll always 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 be seated in the lap of love and that i'll continue to to expand and grow more courageous grow more confident and be more happy as i continue to deconstruct everything question absolutely everything and be okay with not having the answer for everything my name is Harmin and i am a storyteller i use the power of story and the vehicle of fitness to overcome limiting beliefs and to heal and i help others do the same thank you for listening to today's episode and i look forward to next week's probably less daunting <laughs> episode of no more fig leaves <laughs>